Teddy Apex is hitting the road this summer, bringing you to the source of motorsport. Look for special episodes from Barber Motorsport Park, Mid-Ohio, Virginia International Raceway, and Watkins Glen. And don't miss the road shows from the 106th Indianapolis 500 and the Music City Grand Prix in downtown Asheville. The party is only getting started. For the full lineup of events, visit IntoTheApex.com. is where real and virtual motorsport meet. From the ITA studio, to the paddock, to the sim rig. Pull up a chair, pour a drink. This is the Into the Apex podcast. Into the Apex podcast. is on the road in Indianapolis for the 106th Indianapolis 500. We're here in Indianapolis one year after the start of the road show at Daredevil Brewery, and it's a hell of a lot busier than it was one year ago here. Uh, Bradley with me for the first time on location on the road in Speedway, Indiana. Of course, it wouldn't be the Indianapolis 500. It wouldn't be Indianapolis on the road without Cody Richardson to my right. Cody, glad to have you back with us on the show. Good to be back. Uh, like I said, this is my basically my home track that we go to anyway. Gateway next week and will be my home home track. But uh, since this is more of a not as much of a NASCAR podcast, uh, you know, except for you, Patrick. <laughs> love you. Why aren't you here, Patrick? Tell yeah. us why. Why is there a fourth mic that's not being used, Patrick? Patrick should have been here. The question is have. for Rob. Now, let's say let's begin with this. Uh, first, it's going to be pretty loud out here at Daredevil, but that's okay. Uh, we have had Thunderbird flyovers at least, what, three times as they practice oh, for a race five day? five or six at yeah. least. Uh, it is definitely, I would say, two or three times the crowd at Daredevil itself on Saturday before the Indy 500 as it was last year. Uh, last year, compared to what we are seeing right this moment, it's it was pretty sparse last year. Yeah, I, I mean, we were able to at least get a table in the shade last year, even though it was a little chilly. But uh, we had to almost fight for a table this time, and there's still people lined up waiting uh, just the crowd down here on Main Street seems to be a lot busier than it was last year. It was still busy last year. It wasn't slow by any yeah. means. Oh, yeah, but, that's true. But the traffic coming up here, the traffic coming around, the traffic down here on Main Street, everything just seems to be amped up two or three times more than what it was last year. And, and we said that it feels like it was just yesterday that uh, you, Jerry, and I were out here. We wish Jerry were here as well. Um, it feels like just yesterday we were at this race aware that it was a shorter capacity because of COVID in 2021, uh, aware that it was about 100,000 people there, a little over, and now we understand that it's going to be about 300,000 people. We said last year, I can't imagine 
that many people because last year it felt like it was packed in the stands. It felt like at the track it was packed, uh, but apparently it's three, as we established on previous episodes, it's three times the crowd. At least three year. times the crowd, if not more. Yeah, no, I think 120,000 was the ticket sales last year. I heard on the news last night they finally sold out of all the tickets in the grandstands. There, it is a sold, so it is sold out crowd. Out. Are you serious? It is a sold out crowd. Nope. Yes. We, we have two tickets right yeah, now. We heard on the we heard on the news yesterday that it was a sold out crowd. And I don't know how many of those are scalpers or anything right. else, but yeah, there's a lot of those um, around here. There's a lot of those around here. But yeah, sold out <laughs> crowd. The most attended Indy 500, with the exception of the hundredth running. Yeah. It, it, so the second most attended Indy 500 ever. And again, you said it. yeah. It's you said last it. year that we all said last year like it was packed. I, d- I don't know how you could have fit three hundred and sixty thousand people, three hundred and seventy thousand people in here. Yeah. But they're going to do it tomorrow. We're we, going to find out. We waited for about an hour doing a, a post show kind of roundup here on on the show last year, and we still spent about 30, 40 minutes in traffic to get out of here. If not more than that, yeah. It yeah. was, it was I still a I don't know if I want to be here anymore. <laughs> it was still a long drive out of the parking here. lot. I'm going to go home. That's my least favorite thing, though. When everything's all over, you have to deal with everything at the end. <laughs> yep, it's closing time and you have to go home. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say I like, I, I like this, though. Uh, I'm glad to be... Do you now? Well... Do, I would or, hope so. Do you not like to get in the middle of the action? I do, well, but also you, I'm I'm very aware when I'm like when you're in a large group of people on a like this Memorial Day weekend, yeah. and you're in a big group of people and everyone's in it. You're doing the same thing. Everybody's in a good mood. There's a buzz going around here. At the same time, you do, at least I do. I'm I'm a depressing son of a bitch. Always Apparently. in the back of my mind is the end of it all. You know. I guess you could say that about life in general, right? Yeah, Holy you hell. just went very deep there. God damn. Very deep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm drinking their beer and putting spirits right? up a little yeah. bit. I need, I need some more. I need more than alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you need a therapist or maybe a priest. Uh, so let's paint the picture as we like to do on the road. Uh, for the fourth time now on Into the Apex on the road, uh, we are at our destination in Indianapolis, Daredevil Brewing Company, uh, next to the Delara Factory and AJ Fort Racing. I have eyes on both, uh, down the way from Speedway Indoor Karting, and uh, the whole, all of the festivities on the main strip, uh, that is Speedway Indiana, uh, just down from IMS. Uh, around uh, the block, we have Yunkos Hollinger Racing and other such places. Uh, so you couldn't be more in the middle of it. Brian heard our Autosports up the street. Uh, Bradley, Bradley was uh, geeking out about the Hyundai Brian Herder Autosport haulers that are up there at the shop. Yeah, I got a picture. I mean, I have yeah. an Elantra in, so I have to. Yeah, that's that's required. HQ for what I'm into. Yeah, basically. so so you're right in the middle of everything here, uh, as well as the festivities on the day before the 106th Indianapolis 500. Uh, for Cody and I, it's our second, uh, and that pales in comparison to many people out there. That this is, you know, the forty-second. Uh, they come every year. I've seen shirts that have uh, the names of the people in their group and their their stand that they sit in and everything, and the years they've sit in the stand. And some of them were 30, 40 plus years that they've been going to the, the same seats every single year. We hear- I'm on the list now, but this is my first year in these seats. Hopefully, the first of many to come. But I'm only on year one officially year two unofficially i want to start with that topic uh, at least between you and i because bradley this is going to be his uh, intro and we've talked about leading up to this in the studio about me watching it through his eyes oh you better believe i'm going to be watching it through his eyes i'm going to go i'm going to take one of the two free seats we have and (laughs) sit by myself and you can sit by yourself how about that (laughs) but between us uh we were here for the first time last year and i think we both we just sent it last year 
We decided the week of the event to show up. The week of the event, it was three days before. It was Wednesday we bought tickets. Yeah. The you, race was on Sunday. So Jerry, you, Jerry, and I didn't have a hotel, didn't even have an inkling that we would come to this event until that day, just a few days before. We hadn't really kept up with the carb day and, and, and qualifyings and everything like that. It was kind of just there, as anything on TV would be. Uh, and we sent it, and we showed up uh, at, mind you, a race that was lesser capacity. We still found resale tickets. Uh, and found our way into the into the place, uh, and so it was a no-brainer that come 2021 around Christmas, maybe between Christmas and Thanksgiving, uh, we renewed and and decided even that far back that we were going to definitely come to this one. It was even farther back than that, I believe. I renewed the. I bought my tickets as soon as I could. Whenever I got home, I put, got put on the list for tickets for this year's Indy 500. I believe I had the notification in the email in August that I had been accepted for tickets and where I'm sitting right now, and those are my tickets now. I can renew those. They are mine forever if oh, I really? choose to renew them. Is that them. how that works? That is how that works. Yeah, tell, tell everybody where you're sitting So I'm I am sitting uh, in paddock box section 16 row f so we're about six rows off of the speedway itself which isn't very the the greatest for viewing you'll be able to feel them go by i believe we're only about six rows eight rows away from the fence yeah but we're about maybe 50 feet from the start finish line on the turn one side so whoever Um, climbs the fence or whoever gets wins you're going to be right there we'll be in the area for it we have a good view of the uh of the raised elevated platform for the winner for victory lane um, directly down actually from my NASCAR seat. So I'm in the upper section for NASCAR, but I'm in the lower section for IndyCar. Um, but the way it works is that you have 500 hours after the end of the Indy 500 to renew your tickets for the next year. That's your renewal window. And you get to renew the exact same seats that you have or request an upgrade. But they have a, a map on their website for the upgrades and the upper level seats take 20 to 30 years to be able to get to the higher levels of those seats. You have to have <laughs> gone continuously for 20 to 30 years to be able to get better and better and better seats. So there's just an oh, understanding wow. when you see people in those levels how long they've taken to get those seats. Whenever you, up there. whenever you look up and the people that are sitting higher than you are, they have been here longer than you have. Well, that's the way it or should be, though. Bought it on resale. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Two. It's like in corporate America. You're, you rise to the top of the <laughs> right. tower. You work your way up to the right. top of the corporate ladder. There you go. That's, that's my goal. Although I was about to make a point, and I was going to question both of you. Um, for me, after my last year of going to events after COVID, uh, racing events, uh, there's two that obviously stand out in my mind. I'm obviously I'm probably on the lesser of IndyCar fandom out of both of you guys. I think we've established that on yes. the show. I think I, mean, all I of enjoy the it. Listeners I obviously this. enjoy it. I like it. Uh, I would consider myself IMSA primarily. IMSA is number one for me. So here's so, the, here's, so, the so here's my question to you both. Yeah. Uh, for me, the rest of my life, as long as I'm capable of do, making it happen, uh, Daytona 24 and Petit Le Mans are the two each year that I have to go to and have to plan my life around to go to. The Indy 500, as, this has been fun so far. I'm not taking anything <laughs> from this. But unless and, and then I say this, he's also, been here for six hours and right. he's already putting it down. Unless unless I live kind of fun, yeah. Unless okay. I live in the backyard, like if I live within day driving distance of this, yes, I would go every year. As I, as it stands right now, still, I don't know that I would come every year for the rest of my life. You, you guys, haven't, would no. you guys? So Incorrect. I'm a little bit different. I am within day driving distance. I'm three hours away from yeah, this. This so is not a hard no drive excuse. for me to you have not no come here. <laughs> but I feel like even if I lived across the country, I would probably come every year to this. It's not. 
being outside of the speedway is not the same as walking in and seeing the pagoda and seeing the track. Yeah, it's not. And seeing the cars. It's different, though. So in IMSA events, you know, you have cars coming by all the time. You can always watch action on the track. Right. Here it's a little bit different unless they get spread out on the green flag run. Last year we saw they were packed up and you would not have anything coming by for like 25 or 30 seconds. And you had time to kind of talk to everybody. But then you hear them coming. Right. And then you, they get louder and louder. And just like the Thunderbirds flying over, next thing you know is they're flying around the corner towards you. Right. And seeing 33 of those cars go by at 240, no, 250 no, no, no. miles an hour is yeah. something that you just can't – you won't understand right, until, until tomorrow. Yeah. And no doubt I'm excited about the actual race itself. <laughs> what I'm trying Why to say is – laughing so much at you, Bradley? What I'm trying to say is after being used to for the last year – most of the events I go to is an open paddock and an exciting pit area. The, f- the closed-offness of this... Well, you have to understand why I that do is. understand. It's a major event. You're not going to be able to waltz into the pits and just hang out. But because I'm used to that, and also even compared to, say, NASCAR, where there's so much... There's a little more going on outside of the track at a NASCAR race. Obviously, this is a huge area. I, we, we haven't been to everywhere, but just right here, I mean, this is... It's fun, but it's the same. It's the same as if I were to go to downtown Cleveland, look, and drink a beer or have a pizza. Look, I can go ahead. And I'm just being the devil's advocate here. No, I can go ahead and decode what you're trying to say, Bradley. Right. I want an open paddock. That's no, no, Bradley's disappointed. I want to be on the inside. That's what no, I want. No, no. Bradley, Please tell me what I want. Bradley is. I'll, I'll tell. I'll break it down for you. Please I, do. I, I see. Please do. I see what I read between the lines here. Uh, I can see that Bradley is disappointed that on Saturday, the day before the race, he could not go into a merch tent. In some very easily found area. Well, that's true. And buy the merch, right here and buy the merch that he wants to wear for Scotty McLaughlin, who's now his new favorite driver, on race day. That's uh, true. That is partially and true. And that's a good criticism because, honestly... You really cannot. You there, can't do There's that. nowhere to go other than Indy 500 merch itself. There's nowhere to go uh, to get anything for IMS or, yeah, or drivers but, or whatnot. But I'm going to go ahead and I think it builds more excitement for race day. Like it builds more excitement for the Sunday. Like I know that that I can't get it, so it makes me want to come here early, so I can get in line early tomorrow to get the stuff before it gets well, crowded. And for and sure, everything you can else. get it inside, right? Yes, for no, sure. No. Oh, well, give me a false. break! Give false. me a break! It's it's a big place. It is a big place. What am, I mean. Do I have legs? So, Why are we I'm, shitting on this event? That we're, we're, <laughs> unfortunately, we, we had a bad 12 experience hours last year. The only tent that we could find within walking distance was a Penske tent who happened to not be able to process credit card transactions after waiting in line for a while. So there was a little bit of an issue last year, but it was still COVID times as well. So really, this is our first Indy 500 that we know how it's going to actually run because last year was not not a normal Indy 500. I agree. You're exactly right for that. So you guys have no idea what you're doing right now. 50, 70% of an idea. 75. 75% of an idea. No. 75 25 they we subtracted 75 percent you have a 25 percent idea what's your what you're in store you just for. follow our lead we, yeah just okay just follow with us we know what we're doing yeah we're, we're veterans okay number two <laughs> okay right, we learned a lot from the people so, we tailgated with last year yeah. we're gonna make a big deal tomorrow so yeah. you didn't answer my question you're do either of you attend this rest of your life Oh, that's the rest of your natural lives thank you for bringing it back to that because yeah. that's really the, the first topic that I wanted to come around uh Something drove us to, without hesitation, come back to this event in 2022. So here's the next thing. Uh, of course, we haven't seen the race yet as of this time. 
Uh, but we're here. We're on the grounds. We, we, we know what the buzz is. We're going to find out very soon what it is tomorrow. Uh, do you see yourself doing this every year for the rest of your life? With me being in driving distance for the foreseeable future, absolutely. Um, depending on the direction that IndyCar goes, we'll make that decision if I happen to move away from driving distance. But even then, I would say yes. I, I, the, the atmosphere last year... Even with the tarps off, boys, and everything that you guys had to deal with. <laughs> the snake pit is bad. Um, I've seen that. I've seen plenty of right. that. Right. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But just the camaraderie of people in the stands that I was in last year, there was an elderly lady behind us that was giving away sandwiches to people that were hungry in the stands with us and everything. The, just the, the friendship and the, the camaraderie you get, it's, it's similar to an IMSA event where you know that everybody around there is there for racing, except that there's... No, they're not. There's not to this, right? Not, not the snake pit, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not the snake pit, but, but the, the pit people vipers. in the stands. Is that where the pit vipers come from? That is where the pit vipers come <laughs> from. Oh yes, that God. is exactly where it comes from. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. I you I've, seen a couple, I've seen a couple of those today. You figured it you're, out. You're going to. You're going to see yeah. that. But, I mean, the, the people in the stands are there for the racing. They are there for the history of Indy. They are there for the drivers. They are there to watch the the greatest spectacle in racing it's called that for a reason right i I mean there is something about it that even though the cars aren't stupid loud like a stock car is even though they there aren't they aren't driving around for 24 hours like you are at daytona there is something about the indy 500 that will continue to draw me back to it yeah i agree they're seeing the what these machines can do and what these people what these guys and men and women both that drive these cars and what they can accomplish with them uh, it, it's going to blow you away, Bradley. And I, I really—I mean, I've seen Indy cars before, but you know, no, it's no, no, not no, no, the no, same. One time, no, 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 I came here for the Indy GP, the second Indy GP with the NASCAR in August of last year. The Indy cars around the Indy Road Course is not the same as watching them fly around the Indy Oval. There is something special about this oval. It's different. It is extremely different. Yeah, you can drive it in the sim, but it doesn't—it doesn't compare to watching somebody inches away from the wall jimmy johnson saving qualifying that would have wrecked anybody else just the fact yeah. that the 240 250 miles an hour scott dixon's record-breaking qualifying time of 234 <laughs> miles an hour the fastest pole time in the history of indy happened in this he was half a mile an hour faster on average than the next person behind him yeah we're gonna we're gonna break that, down some now, of our thoughts. Now that picks. will be, I will say, that'll be the fastest I've ever witnessed at a race, the fastest speed. Because at Daytona, it was pretty quick. I mean, it had to have been two hundred or so, and with the DPI, yeah, and DPIs. that was impressive. Yeah. I have video of that, and just sitting down there, close to the wall, that was incredibly impressive. And kind of it shakes you when you're sitting down there. You realize how serious it is. These are fast enough. You can't get a clear picture of them driving right. at speed unless they yeah. are coming straight towards you. If you try to take a picture of them directly out in front of you, it's a blur. Right. I, d- I don't care how good your camera is. Yeah. They are so well, my, fast. My, remem- my memory or my my bar is set by Jerry Isaacs of our team and oh, yes. occasional guest yeah. of this. As Tyler yeah. said in one of the previous episodes, all Jerry could say when they passed him for the first time is, holy shit. I have it on video. Yeah. I have it on video. That's a one. very good, very yeah. good comment. So that's that's the bar. If I'm not blown away in that regard, I think I'm just walking out and flying <laughs> home without you guys. That's what I'm going to do. Well, there's plenty of Southwest Airlines flying yeah, through. You can I'll probably have a, a flight, flight right oh, back There's one right, there. one right now. Southwest. There's one going right now. There we go. 
this flight simulator prick. He's, <laughs> he's, he's obsessed with that. That's why he's here, is to watch the planes and the jets. That's, that's going to be leaving all of y'all when I'm not impressed by this. <laughs> I, well, it, it's just, I, I guess for Bradley, it's far too early to, to ask him about coming here every year. Yeah. You're not going to give. I need to see the race. Yeah, you're not going to give it. the right opinion. Uh, this this buildup right now, I mean, I'm, I'm as hyped as, as for any event we've done the past year. I've been pumped about this all month. I've been sitting in an office at, at times during the day watching Carb Day on my phone, watching qualifications on my phone and practices. Uh, really, so far, I've not missed a single practice on Peacock uh, and, and following the data and, and following it. I've uh, watched at least every sing- yeah. parts of every single one as well, in addition to all the stuff we did in the sim. I mean, that yeah. the, the driving that we did, I think we did, or I did, an Indy 500 two weekends in a row to get it. Um, you did one. You won. I won yeah. one of mine as well. Yeah, let's, uh, we, let's, let's put a pause on that and talk about the sim side of this as we're here because that's part of our show. Uh, Bradley, sorry, you didn't even try. I haven't. I you, haven't tried. You sick, lazy bastard. too much going on. Sure. We've got a lot going on well, over here. Well, Bradley is basking in Excuses the Excuses are like assholes. Yeah. Everybody has one and they all stink. <laughs> they do. Bradley is sitting next to, in the bright sun of Indianapolis, uh, two Indy 500 winners in the iRacing series. Yes. Co- and Cody, in your case... See, I, really see you, I see you wearing a ring, Cody. Is that? Did you order that for yourself? <laughs> I did, yes, it's, the Indy, it's an Indy did. 500 winning Please tell ring. me you yes. ordered that for yourself. Yeah, it's, a, it's a class ring <laughs> okay. that I still, I was gonna like say, a loser, that still looks, wears. That, that looks like a uh, Indy, Indy 500 winning ring. Well, it does look pretty good, it does, doesn't it? Does, it does. Well, it I've really got does. A, I've got a picture here of Elio with his four on, actually sitting in front of us on the table. Um, but yeah, you and you. Well, besides the official iRacing one, you should have won the majors top split, which was a very, very big race that you you almost won yeah it was it was a lot of net code that ended up taking me out um <laughs> i think i had the car to be able to win ended up finishing top 10 still one of our still other teammates good. was allowed to was got a top five out of that we had a good showing for the team in the majors but i i believe that i had the car that could have won that race and unfortunately got taken out in the middle of one and two in the short shoot between one and two from net code individually you led a, a hell of a lot of that race and the majors the majors is just a whale of a series at this point uh every year it's a little bit bigger uh so that i mean cheers to that to almost to leading so much and almost winning the majors top split indy 500 uh to wow. take it away, I think our oval division overall has gone leaps and bounds better this year than it was last year. The Indy 500 was one of them. We almost won the Majors Daytona 500. Um, but we got another chance coming up with the uh, World 600 and the 87 cars at Ooh. Charlotte. So There we go. 400 laps at Charlotte. I think we got a pretty good shot at that. Between myself and Andrew Kotzka and Doug and Jerry, we can all, I think, pretty much make top split and have a good showing for the team there. We've definitely got some fast guys on the mad sim racing side of, of everything. Um, on the sim side of it, on the iRacing side, I did, I, I yes, I did win the iRacing uh, Indy 500. Hats off to myself. <laughs> Hats the, off to you. In the great higher HR, Delara. Uh, there you go. But in the sim, it seems, it's, it's almost comically fast. Is that a stretch? It's, it's, it's very fast. It's ridiculously fast. But to put that in perspective, so... I didn't qualify for the iRacing official Indy 500. I did for the majors. My qualifying time for the majors was 228 miles an hour, like 228 flat, which seemed really, really fast until Scott Dixon put his lap in of 234 (laughs) miles an hour. We did the math online with the calculator. He was literally one second 
a lap faster than our qualifying time. The pro splits for the majors 500 were only doing 239s. Like they were, they were still six miles an hour slower than Scott Dixon was. It's it's yeah. insane the speed that they are getting out of these cars here. Yeah the the adjustments to the engine obviously is uh, has got to be something to it. Uh, I w- I'm always fascinated, kind of caught off guard to watch the preparations for the qualifying and the qualifying practice and everything that they do. Um, Yet you get a sense from the the hype that you see on the TV coverage, uh, from the audience, from the fellow competitors, uh, you get a sense of the bravery that it takes. And I I really feel like uh, watching it on TV, you don't ever get a sense of that bravery until you come here on the ground and you actually watch it. we saw yesterday uh, in Carb Day the, the wrecks by Malukas and most importantly by Colton Herta. Uh, a lot of talk about the Colton Herta scary spins, wreck. Uh, flips. Very um, scary wreck. I mean, it's not the worst wreck they've seen at IMS for this race um, in qualifying or anything like that. Practice. Uh, Borde had a very terrible one. Hinchcliffe, obviously, had a really bad one over the years. Uh, but when you get actually here in person and see it in, and see how fast it is in person rather than on a video. Uh, you get a, a perspective of the bravery that it, it obviously takes. And you kind of understand why drivers like Grosjean and Johnson uh, hesitate their initial year in the series to run anything, even not even just IMS, but Texas. It, it makes perfect sense. And before I get corrected, my speed in uh, majors qualifying was 224, not 228, uh, before somebody calls <laughs> me out somebody, for being four that's, miles that's an hour. That's the primary thing, is that right. we make sure we're factually correct on the show. <laughs> I want to be factually correct before yeah. somebody calls me out and rips my ass about it later. Oh, but, yeah. uh, no, it, it does make perfect sense. And I can understand it. I mean, Jimmy Johnson spent his whole life driving ovals. He's had bad wrecks. He's seen. He's been in the middle of wrecks at Daytona and Talladega where they're going – 50 miles an hour slower than they are here. I, I, mean, I can't imagine just trying to hop into a car that doesn't have fenders covering your wheels where any light tap of the wall can send you spinning or flipping. Look at Colton Herta where he just barely got out and a gust of wind sent him over, yeah. up and over. Yeah, Presum- yeah, presumably that's why he flipped. That, that it was is, windy that day. That was the rumors that I had heard also. Is that just a random gust of wind and him being sideways caught his wing and flipped him over. That is scary stuff. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Johnson had done his life with Oval. He didn't want to do it, but he sat here for one lap, saw them go by at speed one time, and said, I have to do this next year. Yeah. Roman Grosjean last year wasn't going to do any Ovals, decided to do Gateway, which is he, and he half did, the speed. And he, he made that race really entertaining. Too. He was the one that made that race. That was the race to watch. He was yeah. what made that race to watch. It was a boring race otherwise. But watching Jimmy at... Texas. Texas. Yes, he he Let's, also made that race entertaining. That well, there were some other there were some other stuff too. The last lap pass for the win out of four that was was, a a, was pretty good. That was a good Texas race. was a good race, even though they screwed the surface up with the PJ one. Yeah. But Jimmy proved why he's an oval master, why he's a seven time oval champion with NASCAR. I mean, I know we're not to the betting portion yet, but I told you two weeks ago Jimmy Johnson was getting my money for this, and he already has. I put the bet oh. on earlier. We're going to get to that Johnson. after the, after the, after the break. After the break, we're going sports betting, folks. I don't even have the app, you, so you, you have to know work it. on it with no, me. No, he's getting it during the break, <laughs> folks. It'll be my first ever in my life. He's getting it at the break, folks, because just like last year, the sports betting is happening in Indiana. Just you hold on to it your It is pure legal here. After, it is, and it's, it's still just as risky. After the me. break, the sports betting is happening, Bradley. Anyway, I don't as, know about as that. we were. But, I mean, 
but still it takes a certain amount of guts to come in here but you can't deny Jimmy or Roman's dedication to doing the ovals like they haven't done this before this is their first time at Indy but both of them have been a hair's width away from the walls multiple times. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, they both Roman, pushed the limits. That's Roman no has gotten called into the pits by his crew because he has been too close to the wall multiple times in a row. And his response was, just shut up and let me learn. I'm going to have to learn by making mistakes. Jimmy knows what kind of mistakes he can make, but still got caught out by a gust of wind and, and almost wrecked his qualifying attempt. And even though he had that gust of wind and was six miles an hour off of everybody else, was only a tenth of a mile an hour off of willpower in front of him. Yeah, the Ganassi cars are fast. Jimmy Johnson is an oval god. I have a good feeling about any Ganassi car winning, and I think Jimmy Johnson is going to make this interesting tomorrow. Yeah, I would agree is with it, that. Now I see. Here's my my not following of Indy other than the road races. Oh god, has Jimmy done an oval Indy car race? Before? Yes. Okay. And he started he in the late teens and finished in sixth place. Okay. So this whenever is, everybody said the outside lane at Texas doesn't work, Jimmy Johnson was making passes on the outside at Texas. So the so the fanboys, if he wins tomorrow, on a scale of one to shotgunning a uh, Miller Lite or Bud Light, whatever you want to do. <laughs> how, how, how excited and happy are the fanboys going to be? I have a Jimmy Johnson jersey I'm wearing tomorrow, and okay, I will shotgun a Bud Light if he wins. Will you? There we go. I, I will. that to you. Yes. If Scott McLaughlin wins, I will chug the entire bottle of peanut butter whiskey I just bought today. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so We got ourselves a bet, yours, boys. Yours will be comical. Mine will probably land me into the emergency room. <laughs> I would say yes. Yeah. It's a little rich. A little rich for your blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Johnson, uh, I think he's going to perform well tomorrow. I know that everybody's watching him and he's got a lot of attention, but I think he's going to do well. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to bet on him when we get into that bit of the show, but uh, I don't blame anybody for betting on him. I don't blame you for putting money on him. I mean, he's he's an oval guy. I blame you for putting done. money on him. He, uh, he drove the Gen 6 car with a low horsepower package. He knows dirty air around here. Yeah, he does. They have extra downforce on those Ganassi cars. For uh, for the race, I, I mean, I think if it's not Jimmy Johnson, that Ganassi car is going to win tomorrow. Well, yes, we're, I do want to get to that because I have I agree with you. We're not in disagreement about the Ganassi uh, fleet. Um, on the environment here, I, I don't know, Bradley. I just kind of want to hear more of. Uh, you just want to talk. Want to hear me, hear me talk shit about everything? No, That's I don't. I want. I, I want you to change your tune, and right. uh, I want to hear your initial virgin thoughts. Please don't say it like that. Please do not say it like that. <laughs> I'm disturbed by how you say it. Well, um, please. Well, I mean, Indulgence. I've only done a small amount of things, and I've already told you how I feel about it. Now, tomorrow, if, if things are Bust different. Buster Indianapolis cherry, Bradley. Come oh, on. God, please yeah, don't go. say that. Please no. don't say that. Please don't say that. We will, uh, we will revisit this after the race tomorrow. Will we? Uh, because it depends on the experience inside the track. Um, obviously, everything's fine. It's fine. Folks, it's fine. <laughs> It is fine, but Do it's you, not the same as IMSA, and it's not IMSA, so I understand that. But yeah. that's where that's where my experience comes from. That's where what I enjoy primarily. Do you need it to be that way to enjoy well, it? Well, let me put it like this. We went to an IndyCar race at Mid-Ohio. That felt just like IMSA minus the paddock access, which you can buy. Obviously, this is much more of it's a It's not thing. a road race. Probably. Right. I, underst- I understand that. Okay. It's a, it's a rectangle race. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. That, yes. Yeah, so, I agree with you. So I mean, it, it is different, and I'm it. It feels like a NASCAR race, but I would say, but it's not. It's not, and but in a way, there's more outside of the track fanfare 
for a NASCAR race. Obviously, we may not have found it. That's where my my uh, rub lies, and really, the, really, honestly, the whole thing comes down to the size of the damn complex. Bradley needs to adjust his expectations about where stuff I will, is. I will also right. say, with a NASCAR weekend, you usually have an Xfinity or a truck race. Also, right. so there is the something sur- going on all weekend long. We right. weren't here yesterday for Carb Day. Well, there's stuff happening today, but it's at I, it's at uh, Lucas Oil, Lucas Oil, IRP, right. whatever IRP. you want to call it. Right. So which, I don't know what time that actually IRP also. Might try to, we might want to try to do that. Hey, who knows? I mean, I'll watch the uh, Indy Pro 2000s go around to short track. That'd be fun as hell. I mean, I believe the uh, Silver Crowns were there last night, and that was a yeah. good race from what I heard. So, Yeah, they, yeah they're there on Friday night. And then the Indy Pro 2000s and the USFs are there, I think, right. tonight. The, I biggest, the biggest difference is that at a NASCAR event, so an oval event, so you're comparing oval to oval. At a NASCAR Apple event, they're usually at the exact same venue. Here they are not because the track is so big. Yeah, this the free, is a the freedom race for the Indy Lights. Got I would love to see off. the Indy Correct. Lights here. They got that got taken off because it was too dangerous. Correct. Correct. Why? Why is it too dangerous? Because yeah. it was like Talladega with open wheel cars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> doing two hundred and thirty miles an hour with you will with the truck fucking, series drivers. So. You will fucking die. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, you don't even have a windscreen. You have a halo. Correct. <laughs> they didn't have that. They oh. did not have that at the time. Oh. oh. Look be, up. Look up. Freedom. Whatever it was. Two hundred. Uh, Freedom 200, I think that's what it was. Look that up. Look that up, Brad. What happened? It was dangerous. (laughs) It was very dangerous. I mean, you know know Robert Wickens' whack? Rick, that is like every every lap. Every time. That's that's (laughs) the the big one. It was ridiculous here. Yes. I can imagine. So I can understand what you're talking about because on a NASCAR weekend, you would have the track open. I mean, the gates are closed. Whenever we came here, whenever I got here, the gates were closed. You could not get into the track. You could see the stands. But the track is closed. Yeah. Waiting to open it until the cannon goes off at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. So I understand what you're talking about, but I think Wait, tomorrow. Wait, you can get it at 6 o'clock in the morning here? 6 o'clock in the morning. The inside cannon the goes track. off. Inside the track. The gates open at yeah. 6 o'clock in the morning. You, we're going to be there. Didn't you hear that? That's where we're going. Right. We're we going to be there. We are going to <laughs> tailgate a little bit. We have breakfast because yeah. we learned from last year because we're experienced veterans here. I bet you are. We are. That's why we're going to get here earlier. But I, I think there's so much history and so much fanfare and just general stuff that goes on. The, the singing of "Back Home Again" in Indiana is—I got chills. Last is year. almost emotional. Really? Yeah, and it yeah. really is, is it almost really emotional. Though? It yeah. is. It. I want uh, Jim Neighbors to sing it. He, I won't be happy. Bradley, he's dead. Oh God! <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! Why did I come here? It was still That's nice very, last this year. very disrespectful. For, for one hour before green flag starts, the only disappointing thing last year from all of the pre-race festivities was not being able to hear the engine start from turn three. That was the only issue I had with it. I got chills um, last year. I got chills where I was. It was. I mean, whenever they drove by with Danica driving the pace car for the first time, it was what? Uh, what? Danica be Sarah, was driving the Sarah pace Fisher's car. driving it this week. Correct. I don't even know who that is. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, Please tell me who that is. She drove in the Indy 500. Okay, probably. okay, I understand. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not a huge past fan. I'm just going to tell you. The, well, we've established that. That's for sure. Cody. The three-wide start, all of the the 33 cars, the 11 rows, the three-wide start, the, the first lap is not a whole lot because they're not a, fully up to speed yet. Once they get wound up, though, and they start zipping by you at – 240 250 miles an hour in the draft it there's nothing else like it 
I know you say you've seen LMP cars drive by and DPIs drive by at 200 miles an hour at Daytona. This isn't a high bank track. Right, yeah. That just seeing them, hearing the shifts, watching the fire shoot out of the exhaust as they upshift off a of three or downshift going into one is, there's nothing else like it. It's different. I, I've seen IndyCar right. at the road course. I've seen NASCAR at the road course. Uh, this is, we went to Petit Le Mans together. This is nothing. Right. Although this there's, is not, there's something about the nighttime, you know, the sports car Bradley, thing. This it's is just different. Bradley, it, this is not, not the time. I know. I understand <laughs> it, I this. Under, I understand what you're talking about with the right. nighttime where you're watching and the, you just see the headlights coming down and yeah. you don't know what they are until no, they no pass doubt, you. But no doubt. I am not in, in disagreement that this, this, the pure speed and the spectacle of this will be impressive to me. The only question I have about myself is will I be called to do this every year as, a, as though it were a religious experience? And I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know right now. That's I don't I, know. I, I appreciate the honesty there, right? Right. right. Yeah, exactly. I, I do too. Because whereas you for me, Daytona, Daytona and Petit Le Mans, I just feel like I, if I don't go for any year for the rest of my life, I feel like I'll, I'll be, feel like I'm somewhere I shouldn't be. But yeah. this is, so even if you aren't called here, called to come here every year for the rest of your life, it is a once in a lifetime experience. You have oh, to. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it right now. As, they, as the kids these days say, I'm here for it right now. <laughs> That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Your yeah. DTF for the any oh, track. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christ on a pony. <laughs> it is an event that you have to experience at least once in your lifetime. So if you don't like it, I mean, we're, we are going to shame you. Yeah. Tyler and I will uh, shame oh, you oh, forever. I'm sure I everybody sure will. will. I'm sure but, everybody will that listens yeah. to this. But I will Especially understand. Rob. Especially right. Rob. Well, Rob, Rob could have well. been here. That son of a bitch can... <laughs> We have his tickets, goddammit. We love you, Rob. We do. You do have two tickets to give away. We two do, tickets actually. to give somebody. Yeah. We do. Now, this will be on air after the race, <laughs> so it's useless <laughs> to anybody listening. Anybody that really wanted to go to this race. Sorry. Sorry, sorry bud. We put something on Instagram <laughs> you two didn't days see ago. It. Nothing you happened. You didn't see it. There's, yeah, they're going straight. <laughs> Rob's tickets are going straight in the trash can. Yeah. If, if we could, Damn. they're digital. So, I mean. Oh, Rob. That's nasty. I know. It is. And That's Rob's, nasty probably listening to this the good too. news is if he got in there he can at least buy him again next year and show up yeah, so. yeah. Sure. Bradley and I are just going to move between two different locations that's what I think Rob. that's what I think if we don't like the people around us in one section we'll just move to Rob's section <laughs> that and we'll live, we'll, we mean, will explain to him what his life could have been like yeah we're going to send him so photos where are you guys sitting at uh, no clue. northeast vista we have option of high up or low to the, close to the track so northeast vista will be turn what? three, turn three? In, into okay. turn three yes same so, as last year for Jerry and I. Okay, except you're either low down or high up. You have the option Correct. of being high up. That's right. So last year I was exiting turn four, and now I'm basically entering turn one. So that'll be a good a, a good change to see what the difference is on yes. either side of the front straight there. I feel like the higher at a race like this, the higher up you right. are, the better. Now is it hard well, to get? Why it takes thirty years to get those tickets right. that are high up? Now so. is it hard to get tickets at the start finish line area, the pit area? It. Well, I mean, it was my third choice on the list of stuff, so I guess probably not. Right. Uh, my choices were entering turn one, um, exiting turn two, or the start-finish line. And where, where would you say is your, your prime location that you would want to be? Probably high up entering turn one. Really? Yes. Why? Either entering, entering turn one Why or entering that? turn three. That's where the passes are going to be made. What? Okay. So entering turn one, you can see the start, you can see the finish, you'll be able to see the victory lane and everything. But high up into turn three, I think you have a better chance of seeing anything that would 
affect the finish. Even though I say right. that, and last how much year, of the, the track? Made for those who've not been here, how much of the track can you see from those positions? Uh, the turn that you're sitting in, and there's nowhere else that you can see multiple places a, on track. No, this okay. is a two and a half mile track. It's you're not going to be able to see anything. It's so yeah. large. The straightaways are five eighths of a mile long. We talked about earlier, plus the short shoot and the cur and the turns themselves. Yeah. Even where I was sitting in at the exit of turn three last year, I could see pit entry, turn three, and about a third of the short shoot. I could see them entering the sh entering turn four. Sorry, not yeah. three, but uh, entering turn four, and that was it. There wasn't much else. I, if you got up and really looked, you could kind of see down the front straightaway towards the start-finish line and kind of see down pit road, but nothing more than that. Yeah, I'll, I'll add some perspective to that. Uh, Bradley will understand this, and anybody who's been to Daytona but not here will understand this. Uh, for the Rolex 24, and I, I presume equally for the Daytona 500, uh, if you're all the way up high, which we went for the beginning and end of the Rolex 24 earlier this year. That was a good place to watch. You can, see, you can see pretty much with your naked eye every bit of the track. Obviously, the bus stop and things like that, it's a little faint, little dots of cars, but you can see it uh, if you're very, very high up. Uh, so that is desirable at the Rolex 24 or the Daytona 500. Uh, here with the pagoda, the golf course, which features trees in the infield and things like that. Correct. It just seems so much larger that that really there's there's no amount of money you can pay right. unless, so, unless so you're, you're just, just there. Unless you're at the very top of the pagoda. So I unless think you're at the top of the pagoda. Whenever we were here for the Indy Eight Hours, we sat in the B stand uh, boxes that were at yes. the very very top. You can um, kind of maybe for the road course, you could see almost everything. Yeah. I think if you sat there, which is in the middle of Turn One, you could see down the front straightaway and from turn four all the way down the front straightaway into turn one and two so you would probably see the most of the track there but there's no way you were seeing the opposite corner anywhere on the track so like you're, just, you're just in, in your one, own section you're just there to watch your little slice no, of pie no no no, 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 no. i wouldn't no, say no. that that's not fair at all no not at all because there are tv there are tvs around large very okay, large so. tvs that you can watch the broadcast on okay um, because my image, my image of this is, I'm sitting there in my little slice. I can see about a half a second of racing, no, and then I'm no. waiting. Basically, let, I'm look, doing no. nothing. Here, let me, here, this is what I would say from from where we'll be in turn three. You will rely on the on the giant jumbotron, of course, for for a good half of the race, half of the track, half of the lap. Uh, but from going into turn three, if you're up high, you will see the pretty much the entire backstretch coming off of turn two into turn three. You'll see the short shoot between three and four. You'll see the entry of turn four with your naked eye. And it doesn't take long for them to spread out either. So that with the dirty air, they will spread out pretty quickly. So for the yeah. first three or four laps, you'll have 30 seconds or so between cars going by. But after 10 or 15, it's almost a constant stream of cars going by. So you'll be able to see them coming at where you're at in turn three. You'll be able to see them coming down turn out of turn two, down the back stretch. And then cars and everything going by, and you'll be good to go. Uh, you're not going to be relying on the jumbotron to figure out what's going on. Yeah, you'll, okay. you'll get the order. If you say so. You'll have the jumbotron to help. You'll have your phone with the uh, telemetry app to help as well. It's not confusing. So I got to do a lot of work. This sounds like a not lot, a lot of, of work. work. Not a lot, lot of work. A little bit of work. But See, not I'm playing the devil's advocate here. That's what yeah. I'm doing. I think you're already preconceived negative about this. Because honestly, this goes back to what we talked about in previous <laughs> shows where. Because me and Tyler are twins, if there's something he's already liked 
pre-liked. <laughs> I'm predetermined to dislike it and be critical of it. And that's where say, I'm at yeah, right but now. I like it, so you're you're. You're ragging on me now too. Yeah, but you're like neutral. It. Me and you are neutral. <laughs> I was See, Tyler, say. I'm like I'm like the positive end of a battery, and he's the negative end, or vice versa. That's exactly. So what I, I mean, was say it is exactly it. So Tyler has already hyped me up and said, "Oh, you're really going to like this." I was impressed last year. I'm, so I'm not, like, I'm not no, fucking look like this shit. As, as these cars go by, I'm going to just have my arms it's folded and shake boring. my head with with a frown on my face, saying, "I'm not into this shit." They could be going 300 miles per hour. I know. I mean, honestly, if you want to get into the meta of it, the jets that passed us today were more impressive than this. Okay. Ouch. It takes, it takes a here. lot more skill to fly a fighter jet than it does pilot an indie car. But other than that, this is great. Do you, do you really want to go down that road? I really I don't. I don't think it does. I don't. I, what, I really don't. What say you guys we take our break here, and uh, I'll punch Bradley in the face off the air. <laughs> and, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> when we come half, back, we are surrounded by half indie car fans who just want to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Yeah, everybody is looking at you pretty weird right now. That's <laughs> I'm basically sitting here amongst a happy crowd going, why the fuck are we here? <laughs> We're live at Daredevil Brewery next to the Delar Factory, AJ Ford Racing in downtown Speedway, Indiana, just a short distance from IMS for the 106th Indianapolis 500. We'll be right back as we refill our glasses at Daredevil Brewery. Stick with us. More into the iPicks to come, talking about our picks, our sports bets, and more for the Indianapolis 500. anywhere more into the apex is coming up setups whether you love them or hate them they're one of the most important elements in sim racing however so many of us don't have time to painstakingly tweak every value to create a good setup never mind the hours of work required to find game-breaking exploits to make you even quicker the Coach Dave Academy has created competitive iRacing setups developed by professional sim racers and engineers that are designed to enhance your performance in the most popular sim racing game in the world. Receive new setups for iRacing season car and track combinations every week, giving you the time and pace to be able to focus on racing on the track rather than being sat in pit lane. All the setups follow real driver feedback and come with MoTeC data and replay files, helping you improve not just your car setups but also your driving technique. The best part? When you sign up, the first week is free, which means you can test the setups for yourself before committing to a monthly membership. Check them out at coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. That's coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will help let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees, and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit AlienAwards.net. That's AlienAwards.net. This episode is also brought to you by the Bad Weather Brewing Company, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast-Infused White Stout, and some of the best design cans you'll see, by the way. For the full tap list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. 
And we're back in Speedway, Indiana at Daredevil Brewery after a little intermission. Same three, Cody, Tyler, Bradley, sitting here enjoying some Muse drink here at the Daredevil Brewing Company. Some more than others. <laughs> some, some more, more than, than others. others. Yes, perhaps Bradley just spilled a, per- a little bit. I did. Which was in brand with uh, one Mr. Spencer Pompelli, who joined us uh, back in October. Or no, August. no, no, no. It was August. Yes, August. indeed. Uh, this has been a, a very legendary ground for this show in Indianapolis. We've uh, never not come here, correct? In Indy, this is now That's our, true. This is now the fourth road show that we've completed here uh, at the brewery, and uh, the owner Shane Pearson uh, and everybody here uh, just wonderful people that have welcomed us in. And wonderful pizza, and wonderful breadsticks, and wonderful beer that we like to spill. Beer. I just, it's fresh. That's why I'm soaking wet with this damn Belgian <laughs> ale, triple ale, or whatever that is. Beer by the pitcher. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, Daredevil Brewery, probably the best place in uh, downtown Speedway for any event we've been to so far. Uh, so we can't speak high enough of it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the actual major event coming up tomorrow, uh, the 106th Indianapolis 500. Uh, the sports bets. You mean there's a race going on? Uh, apparently, there's something going on. Yeah. I, huh. I think it's the cornhole game that's going on behind us. Probably I know, is. Right? I think that's probably the biggest thing going on that I can see right now. Probably is it's the only biggest two guys thing this playing. Though. We yeah. need to we need to go play against him. I do like a, a little bit of cornhole. Cornhole's fun. I bet you do. Cornhole's enjoyable. <laughs> I bet you do. Oh, you enjoy cornhole, Bradley? Sure, I do. You speak fairly highly of cornhole. I've been. I've seen you do that. I mean, I've, I've done it on occasion. I on like occasion. to throw bean bags in the holes. <laughs> I bet you do. You son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> so we've... we've I think uh, the alcohol's uh, absorbing through my pores at this point. It's No, it's going out because it's hot. Yeah, it's uh, also that. Yeah. This time last year, we were almost... We were very cold. We were chilly. With the wind blowing, it was very chilly yeah. last year. God, this I wish. Different. Yeah. You, it, it, well, this morning, it was cold. That's the Midwest. Uh, when I lived in Ohio, that's how it was in May as well. Yeah, if you don't like the weather, just stick around a couple hours. Yeah. It'll change. In the morning, it's cold. You need a jacket. In the afternoon into evening, it's uh, hot. You need uh, shorts and a T-shirt. In the evening, it's cold again. You need a jacket again. Well, it's better than uh, in the South where it's going to thunderstorm five different times a day <laughs> and then be humid as hell. That yeah. is true. Be At least sticky. it's sunny and clear and yeah. Some light, fluffy clouds, but nothing major in the air. It's it's really not that bad if Bradley was, wasn't just so weak. If he just had a little gumption in him, it really is not that was bad. It just a dig. I'm going to leave that, that between you two. Yeah, yeah it's you probably really, should. We've been sitting in the sun for this show, for the entire show so far, and it's really not It's not terrible. I mean, we're going to be burned to a crisp. But, but you're going sur- to survive. I don't know. I mean, tomorrow... I don't know how it's going to fare tomorrow. You're getting conditioned for the Indy 500. Maybe. I would say maybe. more than maybe, definitely. Well, it's going to be warmer tomorrow, but it might it be is. more cloudy than today. Today, it was mostly cloudy when we came here. It's just a weather report at this point. Yeah. It was mostly cloudy when we came in, and like you said, it was cool, and now it's warm and sunny. So well, uh, that's only relevant if you're here right now. It really <laughs> makes no difference if, you, if you're listening to this like five days later. It's nice if that, uh, that Bradley's a weatherman right now, or he's making uh, calls or takes. 
Bradley, I think you acknowledged in the first half, uh, how much would you say that you've followed what is happening this weekend? Would you say that you're somebody to lean on, or would you say you're somebody to ignore? I would say I've followed nothing at all. Uh, not paid attention to har- hardly any of the pre-festivities. You That's, haven't even watched qualifying or I practice or anything? No, I have it's not. Re- really Although, to be fair, I have not had the opportunity, but even if given the opportunity, I probably would. But I've now I will say this about even I things mean, that I so like. I'm going to stop you right there. You didn't have the opportunity, but you went to a Dave Matthews concert last weekend. I did, because that's the thing that you would do. That takes, I mean, you're there for that. But, oh my God. I would, let me just preface this with even if it's a series that I, would, I like and that I'm into, I don't normally sit and just watch. I've never been one to sit and watch qualifying. I've certainly not been one to sit and watch just random practice sessions. So this is just par for the course for you then. It's right, not anything exactly. out of the ordinary. Yeah. So it's not just the event like that you're not paying attention to. It's just right. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. I'm not apathetic to this. No, I disagree. Bradley no, is, you don't. Bradley is certainly one to sit and watch the 1,000th random Hyundai Elantra in video. That's unrelated entirely, though. We're talking. We're investigating your habits as a human being. And but not, not in terms consumer. of like sporting events. So in other words, what I'm trying to say, Cody, is... Um, what I'll do if I'm going to a race, like as I'm on the way or the day before or the night before, I'll glance and see what happened in qualifying so I know what's what I'm looking at the next day roughly. So you have a speed chart so you know what's right, going on right. roughly for but practice I'm, and qualifying. Did, okay. In this case, did you do that? No. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's on paper. It's on paper sitting right in front of me. So I don't need to do that. It's provided to me by you. But other than that... So not even... So, so this th- is different than normal, so then. This, this falls below the bar of even the most basic event. <laughs> well, no, it's on paper in front of me. So I've done it, right? Haven't I? No. Also, I said the night before, and we're, we're not there yet. So... so. <laughs> it's I not tend to remember yet. a... a a week before the Petit Le Mans podcast, you actually knew who was qualified and right, everything else. because we pulled it up and looked at it. No, oh, okay. well, that's what I mean. I will do that. We've, est- if nothing else, we've established in the first half that IMSA is Bradley's priority. It is, yeah, it really is. I mean, that's the way where it comes. I mean, to. I guess that's fair. NASCAR is more my priority. IndyCar is more of your priority. Yeah. IMSA is more Bradley's priority. Right. So, so I guess three, that does make sense. Yeah, we are this, three different classification, three different series that we follow primarily. So this is a very balanced program. That we have I guess you could here. say that's the case. Yeah. yeah, IndyCar has certainly been on my on the highlight of my list. Right, it's not an accident. I was the only one of, on the roadshow at uh, the Barber Motorsports Park race a couple weeks ago. Um, and I am just crudely taking Patrick's place as the Indy or the uh, NASCAR fan in the group here. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I guess I want to proselytize the IndyCar. I know I know you, Cody. You've been to a couple events. You've been to the 500. You're back this year. I know you you get it. Uh, I guess I want to, and Rob is on my side. Rob, uh, thumbs up to you. I mean, I enjoy fingers IndyCar. In the, fingers in Don't the sky. Don't get me wrong. I like to watch it. I understand it. I know the drivers. It's just not name uh, name every driver. I don't need to. Okay, but it's just not. Uh, I mean, to be I fair, know. I couldn't even do that though. I can name probably. Right. I got a cheat sheet here. Yeah, I got a cheat sheet here for you. Exactly. This is at least I know the team that Jimmy Johnson drives for, and yeah. you know. Uh, so. Looking at the starting lineup as well as the practice listings, uh, I'm going to get into our sports bet, our FanDuel sportsbook uh, picks uh, for this week. Who we not put, a sponsor, by the way? No, no, not yet. Um, but who we've put uh, our odds on? Who we've put money on this weekend? Um, but to, to go through the starting grid here, we've got Dixon, Pillow, uh, VK, Carpenter, Erickson, Kanan, Award, Rosenquist, Grosjean, Sato, Power, Johnson. Uh, Malukas, Newgarden, Ferrucci, Paginal, Hildebrand, Daly, 
Uh, I won't go any further than that because that kind of gives you the top rows of three. Uh, but it goes without saying uh, that Ganassi Racing and Ed Carpenter Racing take up the two uh, first two rows. Uh, you've got in row three, you get Award and Rosenquist for Aero McLaren, and then you get uh, Grosjean for Andretti. Uh, further down, you'll get Sato for the first uh, Dale Coyne car, and you'll get Will Power on row four uh, for the very first Penske car. Uh, further down, you'll get Malukas, Newgarden, Ferrucci, and so on. Uh, you don't see Meyer Shank racing until row six uh, with Simon Page now. Elio Castroneves is all the way down on row nine. Uh, I mean, beyond that, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing is way down there. Got, so, got a little bit of uh, two-seater action oh, in the is, back. This is pretty sweet, actually. Describe that, Bradley. There's, there's a couple of two-seater Indy cars that just came in uh, with uh, license plates on them, so they're street legal. Yeah, that's, and they that's just, wild. Two of them just pulled in to the, uh, just across from the brewery where I we're have, at now. I have never seen such a thing. Yeah. yeah, not on the road. I mean, we've seen them on the track yeah, and everything, right. but not on the street. Somebody just, two people just rolled up with helmets on, and they have te- they have license plates. License plates? So I guess you could take it down interstate yeah. if you want to. License plates on open wheel two I mean, we've seen a lot of those three-wheel like buggy things around here today, a lot yeah. of them. Um, so how different could it be than that? I mean, really? A lo- well, it's got to be well, a lot different. Yeah, quite right. a bit different. If you saw that, you'd be like, who stole an Indy card from a shop? Right. Yes. But it's got a license plate, so <laughs> the state of Indiana <laughs> has registered registered that to somebody. Apparently so. Um, but yeah, looking at our picks, looking at the actual competition of this Indy 500, uh, you, you, you're a fool. You're, you're going against the grain if you don't pick Ganassi or Ed Carpenter, and I think Ganassi obviously is number one. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> We talked about it already. Ganassi is the is the fast cars this weekend. There's no doubting that. I mean, every single one of them were in the fast twelve. There were no. I think our cars pizza's ready, guys. Yeah, the pizza's ready. Cody, uh, go get the pizza. Okay. God damn it, go All get right, the pizza. Hang on, Cody. I'll be right back. We'll, we'll handle it. We got pizza this coming. This thing in is from going crazy. That's all I'm saying. We had little one of those little beeper things that they give you <laughs> for the pizza. It's going crazy. So Brad, Cody's off to get the yeah, pizza. Yeah, Cody's getting some pizza here. We, at mind you, we already ate a little bit of something, but oh, it's it's. I, on. I have yet to have the pizza here. You guys said it was good. You've been here several times. So I'm going to take your word for that. We're going to try it out here. I uh, drove 12 hours here just for this fucking pizza <laughs> and this beer. Well, Bradley, uh, Cody, I, I appreciate Cody's takes, but while it's just you and I, while he grabs uh, some of this Let's Daredevil talk shit food. about him, please, <laughs> while he's not here. <laughs> he doesn't know who he's He did on. buy us pizza, though. He did, yeah. That's what a sweet fellow. So you, what do you want to know about? What, what, who, who do I think is going to win? So, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at the starting lineup I think, right now. Uh, I think Tony Kanan can get it done. That's who I'm, I'm well, hoping. Well... Tony Kanan was fastest he is up on there carb too. Tony Kanan was fastest on carb day. Yeah, so Cody's Tony's back. We got some pizza here, fellas. Tony's gonna get it done. Let's take a look at this. Uh, this is. Is it in a bag? Is this pizza in a bag? It's in a bag. This did not take oh my goodness! It's, it was very quick. Uh, they were kind of backed up, but they were very quick on this. Cody's taking a taste of it here. Uh, the pizza here at Daredevil, consistently each every time we come here, we have gotten the pizza. And it's a very it's a very delicious thin crust. It's very crusty. Uh, it's not too much. When you have too much bread, I feel like it slows you down. You know what I mean? Too much bread on your pizza. Are slows you going to narrate down. us just putting I, this pizza? I on? am going to narrate it because the show must go on. Bradley's getting some pizza on his plate. Uh, he's exiting turn four, <laughs> onto the final straight. He's eating this pizza, which is just cheese pizza. Oh, is there pepperoni? Yeah, there is pepperoni on that pizza. Um, I'm going to let mine cool because I don't like to hurt myself. Oh, this is good. Oh. We're completely distracted 
from our hot takes on yeah. who we're going to pick to win this race. Here. I'm going to let it cool down. I'm going to let right. mine cool I down. Mean, I'm going to let it cool down in the hot sun. Yeah, how about that? Um, the icy hot I've sun. been waiting on this for literally a year. Well, you, when do you, you want to burn the roof year. of your mouth, you bastard? I've already have done you know, that on the... You know what happens. I've done eat. that on the chicken tenders already. You know what happens if you eat food that comes fresh from the oven. You burn the roof of your mouth and then your hatred's too fucking late. You have, to, you have to whip yourself for burning yourself. It's too late for that. Um, uh, Bradley, I think I feel like you were just about to tell us who you think is going to win this race. I said Tony Kanaan. You think Tony Kanaan? That's who I want to win. Okay. That's who I Yet think. Another might Ganassi win. car. Yeah, right. it is a Ganassi exactly. car. He was fastest on Corb Day yeah. practice. He's, uh, he knows how to get this done. Do you feel knowledgeable enough, Bradley, to tell us who you think is smartly going to win this race, or are you restricted to who you want to win this Why race? Why is that different than Tony Kanaan? I well, got, I, see, look, I got you there. I got him. It's really, my, it's really a matter. It's really a matter of your knowledge or your lack of knowledge, probably. I mean, you want my gut pick? It's Tony Kanaan. I do want you, you want my knowledge pick? It's yes. Tony Kanaan. Do I need to take, say Tony Kanaan one more time? Can you give me more reasons? Uh, he knows how to get it done. He's a veteran of this. He's qualified well, as you said in Carb Day. He did well. He's I just Ganassi, Ganassi, Ganassi's doing well. Do I need to say his fucking name one more time? I guess it, I'll allow that. So. My only problem with that is that Tony Kanon, I thought, looked really good last year, and he couldn't get it Please done don't at all. He's going to cut me down here. Um, yeah, cut him down. If you're going to pick a I mean, Ganassi he said Jimmy car, Johnson. Scott Dixon or Jimmy Johnson are the two that are going to be doing it. That Jimmy Johnson hasn't won a damn thing in IndyCar. What Jimmy makes you Johnson think he's going to win the biggest race? Oval, oval champion in, with in, NASCAR. In a NASCAR, though. This is not NASCAR. This, this is, is a new oval. discipline. It's a new discipline. It's still an oval. The track, I, the track means nothing. You could put him in a he bicycle. He was the fastest on Sunday Fast 12 qualifying practice day. He would have <laughs> been up there with Scott Dixon had it not been for the gust of wind that blew him off track in turn one. I mean, I mean, let me let me be honest so here. Tony if Kanaan a gust of wind, weak, if a gust of wind can beat your favorite driver, you don't have very much of a driver going. Let me I just feel tell like you that. I feel like Tony Kanaan is the cheap pick for the Ganassi cars, though. Whoa, why the did two he strike? Oh, Scott Dixon and Jimmy Johnson. Why did he lose? A gust of wind came up. There was a there was a two mile an hour gust, and it blew him off the track. I I feel like you're. I'm going to argue now. I feel like you're calling Tony a cheap pick because he I, just uh, races this race out of the a cheap pick. I think Jimmy Johnson is a is a pick. Is it's a fanboy pick? It is partly a fanboy we're pick. Gonna I will agree with that. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna fight you the have more better, this. You have better Ganassi cars to pick. Look at Scott Dixon. Oh, Scott Dixon is the goat of IndyCar for you're, the last fifteen years. You're not like going you wrong with Dixon. You're not. I mean, any race, it doesn't matter where you're at, you cannot count Dixon out for no. a win. It doesn't matter if you're at here or at Barber or anywhere, Dixon is always a threat to be the win. It, this is no different than that. I'd love to pick Helio for ring number five. I'd love to pick anybody else, but Meyer Shank doesn't have the speed. No, they don't. Uh, the only cars that have the speed are Ed Carpenter. Tony Gunn. Ganassi. The two-seater just fired up. And again. Andretti. Those are the three teams that have the speed. These are, it's not going to be... If it's somebody other than a Ganassi car, an Ed Carpenter car, or an Andretti car, something major has happened during the race to cause that. I feel like you're gonna. I feel like most of us are stuck in the mainstream mindset, and there's really no way to break that. Where Ganassi is the mainstream mindset, Carpenter is the underdog mindset. Uh, and with that, I'm going to reveal my picks on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Last year, for those that have listened for a year now, you know that I made my first ever sports bet on Ilio Castroneves in this race, and I made a profit off of that. Uh, basically, my trip to the Indy, the 105th Indy 500 was paid for by Elio. Thank you, Elio. Uh, I got to thank him, actually, at Petit Le Mans. Um, so this year, 
Uh, I'm coming back with a vengeance to repeat. Uh, I did not pick Elio because, like we've discussed already, uh, Meyershank Racing just doesn't have it. I don't see it happening with Paginal or Kestra Neves. Uh, so with that, uh, I did not do anything too shocking. Uh, but as I just said, I picked the mainstream and I picked the underdog of the best that we have based on the data. Uh, I picked, I put most of my uh, betting on Alex Pillow with Chip Ganassi Racing, uh, runner-up to the pole, short of, short of Scott Dixon taking it away, uh, somebody who finished strong last year in the Indy 500 and the defending champion. I feel like my best value goes to Alex Pillow. Uh, not, the, not the greatest return because of he's obviously somebody that's wouldn't be a shocker to win this, uh, but I'm taking Alex Pillow with one of my bets on Fandle, uh, to win uh, the Indianapolis 500, top off that championship. Uh, my underdog pick is none other than the man who comes here for just this event, Ed Carpenter. Uh, not only is Ed Carpenter somebody who's a veteran of this ser- of this race uh, and of ovals, uh, but his team cars, specifically Renus VK, over very much consistently performing uh, for the month of May. Uh, so I go with not Venus VK, which might be controversial. I'm putting my money on Ed Carpenter himself for Ed Carpenter Racing. Ed Carpenter is a good shot. I mean, he's a hometown boy. He's born and raised in the area. It's a good good bet. He always runs good at the Indy 500. There's no doubt about that. I've already said from the get-go that I had put my money on Jimmy Johnson. I, I That's where my money went. I said that two weeks ago whenever he started looking good and practice and everything. You just can't count out. I don't care what discipline it was. This is still an oval. Jimmy Johnson is a seven-time oval champion. The only other two people to have seven oval champions championships are Dale Earnhardt Sr. But in in, in IndyCar, though. In in, in IndyCar, though. It doesn't matter. I think it does. It doesn't matter. This is still an oval. I will say that he qualified surprisingly well. Could, Could Max Verstappen drive an NASCAR and do well? This is we not, don't know. We don't know. We probably never will. I will give you this. Kimi Raikkonen drove a NASCAR and did not do well. And he's going to again. Exactly. Correct. So. On a road course, not an oval. We are talking about, I don't care what car it is on an oval, Jimmy Johnson, you cannot count out to have a good finish. And I think he has put enough into it to do the, do it this year and win the Indy 500. I, I, I mean, d- don't get me wrong. I would like to see it. I would love to eat my words. I don't but see I the just win, but I see it. a top ten. I, I see. You know, I what? would even go further than that. No. Is that not even an easy top ten, an easy top five? No. Okay. Here's what I think happens because it always happens with Jimmy, and it always happens when you're when there's the big story of ooh, what can he do in this race? Within the first fifty laps, he wrecks. I don't uh, believe because so because that's what happens. That's what always I happens. I don't so, believe so because when they when they tout a big story like that, usually from just and this is just arbitrary, but usually when they throw the big story out there of oh, it's his first one. What can he do? Oh, my God, we're going to cover it to death before the race within 50 laps. Oh, it's all over for Jimmy. I can hear Lee Diffie say it now. I oh, it's all over for under, Jimmy. I don't believe that's happening. No. I agree with you that Alex Pillow is also a very good pick. I think Scott Dixon's qualifying lap was something special and something that won't be seen uh, very often, especially with this generation of cars again. Um, the fastest qualifying, like we said earlier, ever. Uh, the fastest pole speed ever for the Indy 500. It was something special to watch. It was something amazing to watch. It was emotional to watch even uh, that lap, those four laps coming together. Um, but you also have a good point too that I don't think Aero McLaren has the speed to win the race. I think they'll no. have good finishes but they're not going to win. 
but Ed Carpenter Racing has a very good. I haven't put an underdog pick in yet. My bets have been Jimmy Johnson for the win, and I also have a parlay of Scott Dixon and Jimmy Johnson to finish in the top three. Podium finish for those two cars. I haven't picked an underdog to win yet, but I, I don't really know that I need to because I still feel like Jimmy's going to get it done. The odds for Jimmy are the same as Elio Castroneves, which is extremely... I feel I like, mean, I feel it, like uh, I feel Jimmy like, has better odds, realistically. I probably, feel like probably. Jimmy's odds are... He's an unfortunate underdog for this. Helio's starting, I mean, three, four rows behind Jimmy is, but they have the same odds to win the race. I don't... Meyer Schenk hasn't shown that speed at all. I understand Jimmy's a rookie on the ovals and everything, but you can't count a seven-time NASCAR champion out on an oval. I, the reason I have maybe some sympathy towards that Jimmy Johnson pick is... Uh, number one, his performance in Texas. Uh, number two, his performance in the practices. Number three, his performance in qualifying. Uh, you add those together and your eyes don't lie. Oh, uh, yeah. he, he's got something going on. He's in the Ganassi car. Let's add that to number four. Right. He understands, he understands the ovals. He understands how to drive an oval. He understands the dirty air of an oval having driven the Gen 6 low horsepower car. He understands the situation. He drove that car at the Brickyard 400 for years years and years he's driven this track before it may be his first time here in an indy car but it's not his first time on any indy oval right so, hell so, he retired before they started driving the road course his last true. race at indy was at the oval so yeah. here's what's wild because we're sitting here the night before the race the evening before the race and by the time somebody's listened to this unless we put this up tonight which we will okay then oh never mind i scratched my whole point <laughs> i was gonna say nobody everybody already knows who's gonna win anyway well a lot of people might that's very well possible uh, depending on when you catch the show, uh, you very well might catch it um, after the Indy 500, uh, and you'll know what's going on. Uh, but nevertheless, I, I feel like uh, the point's not missed on anybody. Uh, I want to know who Brad. I mean, well, I guess Bradley thinks Tony Kanaan all the way is going to win. Um, do you have a backup at all? I mean, fuck, Scott, <laughs> Scott Dixon? Oh, fuck, if I know that's a name. Bradley's really not thought about this, uh, has he? Um, let me look at that qualifying list. <laughs> look at the qualifying list? Do you want an underdog pick, Scott Bradley? Dixon, that's a name. Like yeah. seven-time IndyCar champion. Oh, my God. Or whatever. The guy who puts at the fastest qualifying pole lap in IndyCar history at the Indy 500. I'll break the fourth wall. I that's think, a name. I think Bradley was just hungry for some more of this Daredevil pizza, and he, uh, he actually was not using his brain. But now... Bradley has got pizza on his plate, and he's looking at the qualifying list and figuring out who his backup pick is. Uh, I think Kanan is good. I'm just going to look randomly and say Marcus Erickson. It's Ganassi. Yeah, it's Ganassi. Erickson won the Nashville Grand Prix last year, the Music City Grand Prix. Uh, he, he did. That's true. Um, after almost flipping over in yeah, the beginning after, of the after race. a hell of a time. Um, I mean, let's be fair. Every one of these guys is a better race car driver than any of us ever thought about being. Is a better race car driver than most anybody in the world. Um, you can't count any of them out. Anything can happen. It's a 200-lap race, 500 miles at an oval where your average speed is over 220, 230 <laughs> miles an hour. Anything can happen. Look at what happened to Rossi last year running great, and then a tire comes off and yep. wrecks him in the middle of uh, one of the only cautions that came out last year, wrecked him out of the race. It, Which yeah. the the uh, the uh, windscreen saved somebody's that, yeah, life. Yeah, that was Graham Rahal, actually. Yes, it was came Graham off Rahal. of Graham Rahal and hit Connor Daly. It saved a man's year. life. We would have seen a man probably die last year. Yeah. Dead up in front of that windscreen because the tire hit directly where his helmet was. 
I'll never forget watching that and realizing realizing that's what happened. Yeah, that's that's true. They they caught it on the on the uh, on the broadcast. Uh, let's take another short intermission, everybody. Let's get some pizza down on our gullets here at Daredevil Brewery and a little bit more of the Muse Belgian Ale that we've got on tap here, uh, courtesy of Dale De- Daredevil Brewery in downtown Speedway, Indiana. We'll be right back on Into the Apex without an intermission. We'll be uh, just cut right back, so uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in literally one second. Joined by a guest, Andy Merrick, at Merrick Speed on Twitter, M-E-R-R-I-C-K Speed on Twitter, uh, also owner of SuperIndy.com. Uh, one of my favorite follows for IndyCar on Twitter. Andy, I'm glad you could join us here at Daredevil tonight. Appreciate it, man. Dude, it's great to be here. 75 degrees and sunny. Can't be beat. It's, it's really good weather. And I understand you're recently kind of relocated here in Indy, so you're kind of here in the center of it all. Yeah, I really am, man. Just live up on the north side, and it's cool being here, being able to get around places as simple on 465. It's like the IMS of for normies. <laughs> tool around here. I'm telling you, bro. The place is wild. This place is wild out on 465. I, I drive over here 85 mile an hour minimum oh man <laughs> people are passing cops i'm telling you no joke coming in right now on 16th i was coming in it's bumper to bumper traffic dude is dude is passing people on the shoulder there's a cop right there doesn't care this dude passes four or five of us on the shoulder there's no 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 cares whatsoever so people wiling out in indy man i, I like love to it. see it i like to see it. i'm a fan i love it uh i particularly loved your your twitter and your website lately as there goes another, the two-seater is still here, folks. We talked about it before we went to break. Somebody's given two-seater rides on the public roads of Indiana. And Indiana. I, I like it. Indiana, yeah. Turning laps, cashing <laughs> checks, man. Someone's getting paid over there. I dig it. Somebody stole I told it. You, I told you, this is Indiana. Whatever you want to do goes on these streets. Whatever you want to do. You want to take a race car on the streets? It's your, it's your call. I honestly thought somebody stole one of the two-seaters from the Speedway and took it out for a joyride. It could be. We still don't know. <laughs> right. Some some dude with some pit vipers and a damn wife. <laughs> That's what it is, man. The snake pit. The snake pit. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is, man. Uh I want to talk to you. I want to get your sense of this event, uh, your coverage of all of the month of May. Uh, I first caught wind of you on uh, Reddit, actually. Uh, Hmm. The folks on the IndyCar Reddit were commenting on you being a very good follow for Hmm. for Twitter, for IndyCar. That's cool. Um, And you've you've covered the month of May excellently. You do graphics, you do uh, facts and information, and you started the website, which has been kind of, it looks like it's building up to be an encyclopedia. There goes the two-seater again, folks. (laughs) It's around. You can hear it. It's, it's built up to be kind of an encyclopedia of IndyCar, starting with the month of May events. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, it's just a hobby for me. It's just something that I like doing. I've, I've been working tons and tons of hours, and I was like, man, I need to have something that's like a hobby that I enjoy doing just off the beaten yeah. path. And I started thinking back, what's, what do I like doing from when I was a kid? And I like watching racing. So I started getting back into another couple years ago, and yeah, I just started doing some of this stuff. And it's super fun, man, for me. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else to it. It's that simple. <laughs> hey, that's that's how we got started with this. It's yeah. just we have fun with with people that we enjoy hanging out with. No doubt, and man. that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It kind of helps you. I mean, with with us traveling here, with what you're doing, it helps get get you individually hyped for the event. It yeah. really adds to the gravitas of the event itself. It feels like. Yeah, man. The, the, there's. Uh, 
there's vibes around this stuff, yes. man. You know, that vibe is like short for vibrations and something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it builds all this stuff. And whether you're online or you're watching on TV or whatever, it's like all these things. It's like Captain Planet, you know, like <laughs> by our powers combined. It's just energy just builds and builds and builds. And so it's like right now we're at Daredevil and there's like all these people out here on the patio chilling yeah. and stuff. I mean, from now until tomorrow. You come in tomorrow, and the closer you get to the track, that energy ramps up, and it's for real. Like, it's not just like, oh yeah, there's more and more people. It's like you start feeling something, and then you start sitting in the stands, like, oh man, this is like pretty cool. Yeah. And then like more and more stuff starts happening as the green flag gets closer and closer. More and more of the events, and more and more of the special events just yeah. build and build and build, and then pretty soon it's like, I'm telling you, bro, I, it, you will probably cry. <laughs> yeah. By, that's, by the time yeah. the green flag. These, these that's what we've been trying to, trying to see. This get is, to Bradley for the last like yeah. three hours so is just like the, the emotional effect of it, and like there's nothing else but the atmosphere for this. Like you can go to any right. race that you want, but there's nothing like the atmosphere around Indy right here. Yeah. That, and see the thing. So I'm trying to compare this to the 24 hours of Daytona, and uh, so I mean, obviously, it's just the first day before everything you've described. I've seen the they did like five flyovers practicing of the Thunderbirds. Yeah. yeah. There's. He's been telling me about the the song of Indiana, whatever it Back is. Back home again. Yeah. Uh, and that and Cody even said that he kind of got emotional here. And, or one I of got you guys chills. said that. Yeah. I got chills. That you got emotional. I got chills. Last like before, year. we were just talking literally about that. I have yet to experience that, so I might change my tune. But they've been trying to convince me this whole three, last three hours that that's what I'm going to feel, and I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I haven't been to Daytona, so I don't know all the pre-race festivities that happen there or any other big race. I haven't been to Le Mans or anything like that. But I've been to other IndyCar races and other NASCAR races, and those are cool, no doubt. There's something about it. And I don't know if it has something to do with history, and there are vibrations from, like, the yeah. history past or something like that that are coming through to today, but there's something about it. I don't know what it is. Well, even yeah. compare, like, I came to the IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader last year on the on the road course, and even that, you're still at Indy, but it's it's different. Yeah. Even the yes. IndyCar pre-race festivities for that is different than the 500. The 500 yeah. vibe, like you said, right. is just... There's nothing else like it. They're, the Indy cars are still at Indy. They're still going around half of the oval. Yeah. It's, it's like just it's not like the a, same, though. It's like Dollar Store Indy. <laughs> Dollar Store Indy. We've got a sound check behind yeah. us, folks. But There's a lot going on here. It's yeah. We're in the busiest area of uh, probably downtown uh, Speedway. <laughs> the good thing is uh, these these this thing cancels out a lot. So yeah, that's, that's good. The good thing. This so you, dude, this dude back here on the djembe is going to town right now. He's yeah. vibing times a hundred right now, dude. You were talking about vibe, and he's just throwing some beats really down right is, now. Man. This is our soundtrack right now. It's I like know. a comedian who does his stand-up to like a little, you know, bass track or something like that. Old Mitch Hedberg kind of stuff. That's <laughs> hey. what right here. Hey. We got Jembe John over here. He's on. He's on the bongo. Uh, we're gonna hang out for probably a little bit of the tunes tonight. We're we're thinking it's gonna happen after sundown here in Indianapolis. Uh, we were talking about this vibe in Speedway, and we hit it. We got here about lunchtime earlier today, and it was really—it's been decent. Uh, the track kind of closes at two o'clock as far as the in-track events, but where that closes off, Speedway kind of picks it up. I feel like. Yeah, this is where this is the place to be down here, and it's just like so many people are coming back after COVID. It's the first time everybody's really been around together, and. Uh, Man, I just think people are having a great time. It's cool driving in also on 16th because you've got neighborhoods. Yeah. The neighborhoods around here are really cool to walk through because you get people that they've got traditions that go back in their families, some of them like 50 plus years. Oh, wow. And a lot of the people where they're tailgating out in front of their houses and that's a whole neighborhood party. And, and you see it coming in like when you're driving into Speedway. 
just people, you know, they're out partying and having a good time. And some people have got, you know, different kinds of parties. Some people got music <laughs> turned up way loud. Yeah. It really is a, a really, really cool event to come to. We saw that because when we were trying to find parking, we were driving through the neighborhoods uh, sort of to our right here, I guess. And we saw... As though somebody were decorate for Christmas, they decorated for the Indy 500. Yeah, that's the truth. And it was insane. There's like upper class neighborhoods here in Indy that, the, the, you know, the high crust people. And you'll see they'll have out in front of their house like Miller High Life Welcome Race Fans banner. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure it's against the HOA covenants. But, but for these seven days around the 500 right now, they, anything goes. There's a yeah. temporary suspension of those. You can, I mean, that's, that, it's like looking at Christmas lights at Christmas. You drive around the, the neighborhoods around the speedway here. It's like it makes sense. It's very well, they, they have an sense. Indy 500 like tour of homes and everything that they goes over the year. cross uh, that all the different yeah. there's, there's decorations a, that different homeowners have put up that's made to be part of the tour to go see what they're doing because it's re it's pretty residential around here. So obviously anybody that's anybody that's traveled here they've sold out parking long ago. There's the two seater. <laughs> The two seaters still here by the Delara factory. I love it. Uh, they've sold out part. The, the IMS uh, paid parking is sold out long ago. Uh, so Doug Bowles, the president, a great president of IMS, by the way. Uh, you got to love the guy. Uh, he talked about in his press conference earlier this week. Rely if you don't have parking from IMS, rely on the the people that live here in the residential areas who offer their yards for for paid parking. 100%. And, and, and when you go and park in the parking lots, that's where I park. And uh, <laughs> I, when, when you come out here, you know, it is 250,000 to 300,000 plus people that are out here. Bathrooms are at a premium. <laughs> the bathroom to person ratio is pretty dang high. Yeah. And so the cool thing about the people is when you park in one of these people's uh, front yards, really, you pay 20 bucks. People are super friendly and they're like, y'all need to use the bathroom. It's welcome for you. So you tailgate oh, in front of their house for like two, three hours before you come into the track. Some people, some of the people's tradition is my tradition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then you get to use their bathroom and they got, you know, treats and sweets inside <laughs> that they're offering you and stuff like that. And it all comes with your 20 bucks. So you're getting value. You, you hear that? So, so what you're telling me is that next year I need to just nix the parking pass and just park <laughs> yeah. in the parking I would, park man. If the, you want, if you want uh, the true experience, the true Speedway experience, you got to get back <laughs> into one of the neighborhoods and then you walk into the track from there. And that's super cool because you get a, it's like a mile or so. Yeah. You walk into the track and that's when you get the super energy build. You know, you're yeah. not tight into the track. That energy is pretty pretty full when you're right up tight to yeah. the track in that parking, which is cool. Some people can't walk that far and I dig that. It's great. Some people yeah. don't want to walk that far. They're like, I ain't here to walk. I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm in no condition to walk. <laughs> I need someone that's to wheel me right in. <laughs> so, yeah, man. But being out, being out in the uh, in the neighborhoods there, is that's a jam. Daytona. Do you hear me, Daytona? You've got to do this. See, there's nothing. Uh, our experience of the Rolex Twenty Four. Obviously, it was probably negative five degrees there when we went. Oh, it was cold. first time. My first time in Florida, negative five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was, it, was, it was bad. But was uh, bad. there was there was nothing festive outside of the race. Everything was inside right. Daytona, yeah, yeah, yeah. within those walls. Because the track is so, it's so, it's yeah. not near a neighborhood. It's right, kind of exactly. In the That's, of, that is true. That yeah. is, it's interesting because this is exactly that. Yeah, you can is. You can throw a stone from a house and see this track. That's right. And yeah. all, from almost any corner of the track, too. Yeah. It's just kind of all neighborhoods all around the entire yeah. thing. That's true. Yeah, the uh, lot 40 or lot 7, 40 lot, uh, where we were last year, houses all along mm -hmm. that block uh, to, uh, Across from the front stretch, houses all across there, and then of course, uh, besides Speedway, all houses. We we pass those those uh, residential areas. Uh, that's where I'm parked tonight. Is in the middle of, on, a, on the side of a residential street. That I mean, that's 
Somebody's, nothing, bu- somebody's paying for Cody's car to be on the other side of AJ Foyt yeah. Racing. Right there is nothing but a residential district. Yeah, like that's Speedway true. is an industrial district with all these factories and everything two-seater, else. But the two seater folks, let's catch I, it. Yeah. But after that, there is nothing but residential houses all around here. It's it's amazing that a speedway can be set in this area like that. Little, little two seater audio for you folks out there. This we've had a hell of a show here at Daredevil. We've had two seaters nonstop. We've had Thunderbirds do flyovers nonstop. Uh, to hang out in Speedway is to pretty much get your senses attacked. Yeah, that is that is the <laughs> truth, man. That's the truth. You get you get the whole thing, and if you're over by the two seater, you get the smell of that fuel too. Oh yes. So I'm still I'm still lukewarm on this experience, Bradley. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> It'll change tomorrow. Yeah. I know. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait to just. I'm not even when they do the parade lap. Three by th- or in rows of three. Mm. I'm not going to look. I'm going to be looking at Bradley. Oh my God! <laughs> Taking in oh his God. reaction to it. All. I'm going to be. You better face. take a video of it so I can watch on it. Also, that I want to be able to watch that on Discord later on because I, I won't be there with you guys to watch the look on his face. I want to see the look on his face though. Whenever they go by, I, I just don't. I think he's he doesn't get it till he sees it. Just like last year, my first time here, I didn't get it till I saw it. I just didn't get it till I. Yeah, saw man, it. it's something strange too. Again, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's like. Yeah, you see a lot of people f- crying. I mean, it's it's yeah. weird. It's very very. And I, I don't. My family doesn't have a history at this track. It's not like oh yeah, I grew up here, so it's all a tradition kind of thing. It was like first time I came here. You know, I'm like kind of losing my mind and crying. I'm like, what is going on, dude? <laughs> well, you hit the, you hit the <laughs> nail on the head. Crazy. Last year was our first time for the story. We we decided on a whim to come on a Wednesday before it. We decided to finally look on StubHub and finally find tickets. Three of us bought tickets on Wednesday, four days before the race. Drove up here. And it, none of us have a history of here. None of us no. even live close to. I mean, I live nope. it four hours away or whatever. But you got here, and and I, I ordered tickets immediately as soon as I could for this year. As soon as the race was over and I could order tickets, I ordered them again. Yeah, like this is just one of the places that it was like, man, that was there was something about the Indy Five Hundred. You just can't. That sound driving the by two-seater. the two-seater again. I see other people in a car, so they there are. might be a way to do that, and I'm, I'm tempted to go find out. Go ask questions. I'm going to go ask questions. Go inquire. I am just drunk enough to ask questions. That, those, that's kind of been the theme of this episode for, for two of us who have come back after our first year, one of us on his first year. Uh, the theme of this episode so far has been uh, how does this and does this clearly become a, a – lifelong yes. event where you don't miss that, a single That was line. my first question to start this sh- episode that we've done is Petit Le Mans, Daytona, lifelong, as long as I'm alive, if mm. I can make that happen, I'm doing it. Mm. My question and what I'm going to decide over the next two days is, is this that for me? Yeah, that's, and that's I, really interesting. And, and I think different racing fans, they kind of either fall into everything or they fall into something very specific. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if the 500, like how many people does it capture into its orbit? Is it a, is it a total thing or is it yeah. just people who are into open wheel cars or kind of a little bit of both? And for me, I think I'm kind of into everything, but yeah. this, this is like, yeah, this is kind of the pinnacle. And I think for the lifelong thing, you kind of start then you, you, you get seniority with your tickets from year to year. Yeah. So you get this weird thing where you're like, y'all moving up this year. Like how far can I push my ticket request? Like how far down into turn one could I get, you know? And so we've got better tickets this year than we've had the other couple yeah. years. And I think some of that's COVID. Yeah. I think some people maybe didn't quite get on top of their tickets in time this year because we got better tickets last year. So that kind of moved us up. And so I'm not exactly sure 
how that stuff works sometimes. But uh, yeah. yeah, it is a fun kind of thing to try to get in. And can I can I move my tickets up a little bit better and get better? <laughs> yeah, it's a little a little play with the IMS ticket booth. Like hey, that's right. Can I can I push it? I want to be paddock box in like turn <laughs> one. Can I get there? That's no, it. no. Oh, you're gonna renew me? That's oh, you're gonna move me down? Oh, never mind. Okay, you know. The, <laughs> It'll work out. And I think the more times you come, there is that it, there is history that you start getting more a sense of. You know, there's only yes. so much content you can consume in any given year. So it's like like for you, the Rolex and the Petite might yeah. be that way where yeah. it's like, oh, you learn about, oh, back in 2010, this thing happened. And it becomes, I don't know, it just adds that uh, that orbit, that, yeah. that gravity pull to you. And I yeah. think the same thing happens with the 500. The and more that you're here, it just kind of builds and builds inside of yeah. you. Yeah. And I, I need that moment because we haven't spent any time at the track today other than looking at it from the outside. I need that moment. For me in, at Daytona, the moment was the first day we got there. We got a four-day pass. We went for the Michelin Pilot Race. And the moment for me was walking through the tunnel under the track mm. where it says above it, home of the Rolex 24. Mm. Walking through the tunnel and then emerging on the other side of the infield mm. while the Mazda race is taking place. It just... That was the moment so, for me where this is it. I've got it. I've got to be here. And I will year. say, you may not get that moment here because right. it's a little more closed off than anything exactly. else. But if you come back in October for the Indy 8, the moment for Patrick was walking underneath the front yeah, stretch and into the alley. infield. Gasoline Alley. As yeah. soon as you walk into the main gate off of Lot 7 and you walk into the front stretch and you start going underneath the tunnel and the front stretch is there and you can see Victory Lane and the stand that it goes up in and you're walking underneath and you hear cars going over the top of you. That's a special moment. You may not get that this because it's so much closed, so much yeah. more people here. It's, it's a little more closed down than normal. It's still though, just walking in and seeing the pagoda in front of you, just across the track, yeah. is just seeing it in the distance. I would say here, it's not the approach to the physical track. Right. It's being in. The, it's it's the start of the race. The only would you would you all agree? There's only two tracks in the United States that would give you that feeling, and that's this Indianapolis and Daytona. I would I say think. yeah. Are there any other tracks that I'm missing out that not, would give you that feeling? Not in the U.S. Yeah, not I, in the U.S. The only one that I might add, Road America has something special. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but Road America has something that's special. Mid-Ohio almost has something yeah. that's special to it's it. his track of choice. Is it? Yeah, there's something about those two. I, maybe it's the history that's associated with those two also. I grew up going to Mid-Ohio when I was a kid, so yeah. there, that could be part of it too for me. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. In terms of that feeling... I mean, I haven't been to tons and tons of tracks, but I'd be interested in seeing what Coda's like. Yeah, Go to that place be real interesting oh, yeah. to see that Laguna. Haven't been to Laguna, I'd like to see that too. We're, we're racing the background noise here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to close it out. I appreciate Andy Merrick joining us here on the show from Indianapolis at Merrick Speed on Twitter, SuperIndy.com. Andy, thanks so much for stopping in with us tonight. Appreciate it, boys. Good talking with you. And that'll do it for us here on Into the Apex from Indianapolis. IntoTheApex.com. Thanks for joining us on this road trip. We're downtown where the party continues at Daredevil for the 106th Indianapolis 500. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to Into the Apex. From Mad Jim Racing Media. Check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at IntoTheApex.com. 